What is up, guys? Man, it's week one. I am so excited to see uh, this slate of games week one, man, has me absolutely excited as a college football fan, a college football um, analyst. And, you know, we already dropped our FPS game of the week, and we're going to have a double header at the FCS level, man. We're going to have – this is our first FCS game of the week. If you're new to the channel, hit that subscribe button, hit the like button on the video Comment your score predictions below, and if you predict the winner and score exactly correct, you will win our $50 Venmo giveaway at the end of the weekend. We have one of the biggest robberies at the FCS level, one of the oldest robberies, the Aggie Eagle Classic, man. And A&T has, has really and truly been on a roll, man. They've won four straight over Central coming into this year. They lead the all-time series 55-34. to 34. They have five ties, and this one is huge, man. They get to play in the Dukes-Mayo Classic, which, if you don't remember, last season was a top-five matchup between Clemson and Georgia, and AMT and Central get that stage this year, get to play in the Panther Stadium in Charlotte, and this is the 100th game in Aggie Eagle Classic history, and this one is going to be huge, man. You see in the picture I picked below, this is a heated robbery, and this is a must-win. I was talking to some A&T and Central fans, and they want to win this game maybe even more than conference championships. I was told by an A&T fan, even if they go on to win the Big South, but if they lose this game, there are fans that are still going to be upset with this program. When you look at what happened last year, man, A&T – Five and six, three and four in the Big South had a tough season. There were a few losses, man. That 14 0 loss to Kennesaw State, the big loss to Hampton were really some, were really games that I think left a sour taste in a lot of AT fans' mouth. But they were predicted to win the Big South this preseason. They received the most first place votes with the, with the, with the second place team being Campbell. And the expectations are very, very high for A&T as this is their last year in the Big South before they head to the CAA, which is going to be an absolute ridiculous test for this program. Now, Central 6-5 and five last year, but was 4-1 and one in the MEAC and had a, had a really great chance, was really one game away from winning the MEAC last year and getting to the Celebration Bowl. They were picked to finish second this preseason, just behind defending champion South Carolina State and both of these teams come in with extreme expectations. It's a heated rivalry week one on the biggest stage. This is why it had to be one of our games of the week, man. This is a giant game for both of these programs. Now, storylines to watch. You know, we're going to start adding stats as it gets into the season. But, man, it's week one, so let's talk major storylines. The number one question for me for A&T is on the offensive side of the football, and that is how do you who steps up at running back? You lose your top two leading rushers, the first being Jermaine Martin, who really and truly is going to go down as one of, as one of the best running backs in A&T history. Had, had a ridiculous uh, career last season, battled some injuries, battled some inconsistencies, but he's a really, really tough guy to replace. Now, Baker was the secondary guy last year, and he is also gone. So uh, it could be a completely new running back core for A&T, and we know they have a long history of doing a great job developing running backs. And we know they're going to want to run the football. And with some questions, and that's another storyline that I'm going to talk about too, is the quarterback battle. Who is going to go out there and be QB1 for A&T? There, there could be one or two guys that take snaps this weekend. I heard do not rule out a, a two-quarterback system this weekend as they look to see who is the guy 
at quarterback. Now, Fowler was the, is a returning starter, but they brought in some guys behind them that have outstanding talent. It could be electric with the ball in their hands. So it's going to be interesting to see if Fowler can hold them off or if one of these new guys gets the first snaps. I've heard it's uh, different people have different opinions, but that's going to be another storyline which makes the running back position even more important because you're going to have to be able to rely on the run to get your quarterback entrenched into the game, get his flow going, get the chemistry building, and get this offense rolling early against a very talented central defense. Now, the question for the ANT defense, they had some really great games last year where they performed really well, held an explosive Kennesaw State offense to only 14 points, really held them to one of their lowest outputs of the year. It's just their offense couldn't get going. Can the defense elevate itself to the next level? And what I mean by that is it can it take that next step to one of the top defenses in the country? Are we looking at a potential top 20 defense? You have some major contributors coming back on both the defensive line. You arguably have the best linebacker in the entire conference in the Big South and in Jacob Roberts. Your secondary is the one question. I think the front seven could be one of the best in the FCS, but can the secondary, which is going to be completely revamped, can that step up? And can this be the game where they really prove that this is something that was um, improved upon in the offseason? I talked to head coach Sam Washington at um, Big South Media Day, and he told, I mean, he pretty much told me in my interview with him, which you guys can catch on the channel, that the secondary was the biggest question mark and the biggest point of emphasis for this team this offseason, they went out and got a new secondary coach and they, they brought in a lot of talent. I think you can see a lot, a lot of new faces in that secondary. So that is going to be the question. If this, if this defense can elevate and the secondary can come along with a very, very talented front seven, A&T is going to be a scary team to match up against. Now for Central, the, this, the, the biggest question, this is the big storyline, and this is why this game is important to win, even though it doesn't count for conference play. It's a great stepping stone. And you saw they went into the MEAC SWAT Challenge last year and got all for them, which not a lot of people were predicting. Is this the year of the Eagle and the MEAC? Can this be the year they finally break through, get back to the Celebration Bowl, and, 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 try, to, and try to go up there and win that Celebration Bowl? And that's a big thing, man. Talking to Trey Oliver at MEAC Media Day, he felt like this team was very inconsistent early, had some injuries that really prevented them from reaching their full potential. And that was really the key to keeping them out of uh, out of Atlanta last season and uh, out of conference, uh, out of that conference championship spot. He was so motivated, man, calling out HBCU game day for their poll. I included them in my HBCU top 10. I think Central is going to be extremely improved. They were very young in certain spots. Corey Bullock and some of those guys on the offensive line, I think, are going to take that next step. Now, the the big question for me for Central is can the defensive line take a big step forward? I feel like sometimes last year they really had trouble establishing themselves against big physical offensive lines, which they're going to see this weekend against A&T, who had two players on the O-line make our all Big South preseason, um, all conference team. Now, Jesse, Jesse Malik, Trey Turner, Quantez Mansfield, some of these guys that, that were leaders last year need to take that next step. I want to see a major edge rush presence develop for Central this year, and that's going to be a big thing, man. If you can slow down the run game this weekend from A&T and put this game in one of those quarterbacks' hands and he has to win it by himself, I love the chances of Central to pull off the upset this weekend in Charlotte. So those are the storylines that I'm really, really paying attention to this upcoming weekend. Now, for players to watch, we'll start with A&T. 
I'll, I'll start with the defensive side of the football. Jacob Roberts is the best linebacker in the Big South right now. This guy is a game changer. He's one of the leaders of this A&T defense. And I got to speak with him at Big South Media Day, and you could just tell his demeanor is he's focused, he's ready to go, and he loves playing in the system. And I think he's going out there to make a big statement this season. Over 146 total tackles, 24 for loss, nine and a half sacks in his career. He's a two-time all-conference player, a 2019 Celebration Bowl MVP as a young player on that A&T team. Jacob Roberts is the key here, man. Central has an experienced quarterback and, and, and Davis Richard. They they bring back um, they bring back multiple running backs, and that offensive line is is greatly improved. Jacob Roberts has to be the leader of this A and T defense and have them ready to defend against an offense that I think could be very explosive this year. I'm expecting Roberts to really compete to be the MVP of this game, and he is all over the field. His his instincts are something you cannot teach. He's always in the correct spot. He knows what's coming, and being the quarterback of that defense makes him an immediate player to watch, and I think this could be his coming out party as he looks to establish himself as one of the top HBCU draft prospects in the upcoming 2023 NFL draft. Now, Bashul Tootin at the running back spot, I believe that's how you pronounce his name. If I messed it up, don't comment. I understand, but Bashul Tootin is the way I heard it pronounced on another show. Running back is the guy I think is the breakout player to watch for North Carolina A&T this year. And his biggest storyline as the quarterback position is if Tootin can have a big day, that it can really ease up. It can really free up this offense and allow the quarterbacks to be more comfortable. Man, he was a two-time Big South freshman of the week. Last season had 445 total offensive yards, four touchdowns, averaged almost six yards per carry, had over 330 return yards. He's a special teams weapon as well. Is he the next great Aggie running back? That's the big question mark. I think he showed all the right things last season. He's his his uh quantity of reps and the and the amount of chances he gets to really go out there and show how talented he is is going to go up this year. Can he make the most of it against a very talented central defense? We saw last we, we saw last year ANT was able to move the ball very well and it opened up things for Fowler in the passing game to make some plays down the field. If Tootin in this running back room can get loose against this against this front seven for Central, it's going to be a long day for Central. You have to stop the run. And if if this running back room gets going, and I think this could be Tootin's great chance to really establish himself as RB1 for ANT. Things could get very interesting this weekend in Charlotte. Now, for Central, I've already mentioned his name. Uh, Dave, Davis Richard, man, quarterback. He's the, he's eighth all-time right now as, as the leading passer in school history, man. He has a chance this year to really jump up really high into the top five, possibly the top three, depending on how things go. And last season, 2,100 passing yards, 15 passing touchdowns, and eight rushing. He can get out of the pocket even with how big he is and make some plays with his leg, which is why Jacob Roberts has to be has to be aware of where he is. And if he gets out of the pocket, it's going to be Robert versus Richard in the open field. The question for me is, what is his – how does his game develop this offseason? Talking to him at MEAC Media Day, he's confident. This team feels disrespected, and this team feels like they are the best team in the MEAC, and they can go out there and win this comp- and win this title and get to the Celebration Bowl. I want to see if Richard can solidify himself as a top-three quarterback in HBC football. 
that is to question. I think he's I think he's top five easily. I think this is a great opportunity against a very, very talented AT defense to prove he has what it takes. And with the question marks surrounding the secondary, Richard has to take advantage of that and really put some of these new pieces in compromising situations and go out there and make plays to win this football game. Now, Brandon Codrington, defensive back, return specialist, he he was a 2021 MEAC All-Conference selection at four different positions. All-purpose player, kick returner, punt returner, and cornerback. This guy can do it all. He's electric. Last season, 43 total tackles, four pass breakups, over 700 return yards and a return touchdown early to put that Alcorn State game away in the season opener. Do not kick to him because he is a he has the ability to take it back anytime. And and he is a he is a top five return specialist in in FCS football. Do not kick to him. And one of the big things is I know he spoke at uh, MEAC Media Day about really wanting to develop his skills as a cornerback. And the number one thing he has to do is just be able to make plays on the football. Interceptions, pass breakups, I want to see more of those this year. I want him to insert himself into major situations. And that's the next step for Brandon Codrington. And with the quarterback situation being in flux with A&T, this could be a great chance to really show that he's taking that next step at the cornerback spot. Now, this was a tough one for me to predict, man. I picked A&T to win the Big South. I said Central, in my opinion, was 50-50 with South Carolina State to win the MEAC. Both of these teams are extremely talented, man. I, I I think this is going to be a very close game. I went back and forth. I've held off on this, on this recording this episode as long as possible, man. I've broken everything down. I expect both of these teams to have opportunities to win the football game. But just when I look at it, I look at some of the recent history that's been going on. I'm a lean A&T in a barn burner, man. 23-21 over Central. A&T wins their fifth straight. Aggie Eagle Classic continues their, their run here against Central, man. I think this game is going to be one we look back on and say, man, both of these teams are going to be problems in conference play. And I think A&T, they have to get this win looking at the schedule. And I think you're going to see that desperation really come out. You got Central, you got North Dakota State on the road in Fargo next weekend. You have Duke, and then you got South Carolina State, which is going to be a, another tough MEAC game. So you can't afford to lose this game. And I think Sam Washington understands that. His players are going to understand that. And they're going to come out and squeak this one out against Central 23-21 A&T, man. Like I said, one of, one of our two-part FCS games of the week. Comment your score prediction below, man. Let me know what you think. Hit the like button on the video and subscribe if you're not already subscribed. But until next time, guys, the Blue Bloods are out.